behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. What's up, Minnesota sports fans? The band is back for another episode of Taxi Squad. Ooh. So many things to get into today. We've had some preseason football, some MLB, some mm. soccer to get into. Mm. But first, got to introduce the band again. The voice that you hear right now is Artist Woods. I'm here with my buds, AJ Fredrickson and Jason Stormer. Guys, how you guys feeling today? How y'all doing? I'm good, dude. How are you? Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's another great night. Another great night to talk some Minnesota sports. So mm-hmm. I am uh, I'm looking forward to this. It's been a week and we've actually had, uh, it seems like compared to last week, some events, some actual action that we can talk like about. Like a football game? Oh my gosh, one actually happened. Well, I do have a question, though, before we get into the sports, though. Yeah. If we were an actual band, what instruments would we play? Who would be the lead singer? Who would be on guitar? Who would be on drums? So I play trumpet and we can alto mix a trumpet. Sax. We can ooh, we can be a jazz band. Yeah, yeah, okay. I played trumpet and I did alto a, sax I did in a little, high school. I did a little percussion in middle school, okay. so I can... Something nice and soft. Okay, smoky, okay. you know? Okay. AJ, what are you going to do? Uh, I actually did play the drums. Like, oh, I was in like jazz We could have two drummers. Well, I was in, that you know, would be nice. I'll, I'll, Why not? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll warm up the vocal cords and I can be on the front. I, I think don't care. We need, if we're going to really make this like a poem kind of a thing, like, you know, one of those like what dark poetry or whatever thing, we need like a cello going boom, 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 oh, yeah. boom kind of thing too. Ooh, I like where this is going. I like that. I, I like the idea. Maybe we should start this up. Maybe. Maybe for, maybe for next show, we could have like a name for it for our band or something like that. I don't know. Maybe Taxi Squad. What are we talking about? Yeah. Taxi Squad. Pretty much. Taxi Squad. There we go. But mm-hmm. as stated before, we did have some football mm. since the last time we recorded. Oh. The Vikings played their first preseason game. They lost 20 to 26. But I mean, the score doesn't really matter. It's preseason. Guys, what would you say your guys' uh you guys' main takeaways from that game was? Well, um, I'm totally fine with giving Kellen Mond another opportunity to completely seize QB2. Now, I will say this right off the bat. He did not completely seize QB2 against the Raiders. Sean Mannion played okay as well, but, you know, I don't think either one of them really separated themselves too much. Um, I mean, the stats actually would beg to differ because I believe that uh, Mond had a 130 passer rating and Mannion had an 85.1. So, like, when you look at that, it's like, oh, my gosh. Kellen Mond had a much better game than Sean Mannion, but just from the old eye test, and I like the good old eye test, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it just didn't seem to me that either one really separated themselves from the other. Obviously, like, yes, Mond has the better stats, but... I'm fine with him definitely probably getting more reps at QB2 going forward and uh, how much, however much left of training camp is going on. I know we got the joint practice with the Niners coming up. That should be a lot of fun. Um, but it, yeah, man, he he impressed. I think it went a lot better than most people expected because, I mean, Judd Zolgad's been at training camp and he's been reporting that it, it's been a very uh, interesting, you know, situation with the backup quarterback situation. I think it's fair to say they haven't had a glowing and critically acclaimed training camp and so we'll just have to see what happens we'll see what KOC decides did you guys I want to ask you this to both of you um did you guys think it was weird how KOC kind of rotated in Mannion and Mon they started Mannion then went to Mon with like five minutes left in the second quarter but then when in like the fourth quarter all of a sudden um, Mannion was back into the game and then he was in for a series and then Mond went back. Do you guys notice that? And I, th- I thought it was, that was 
kind of interesting. I don't, I don't know if I've ever really seen that too often. What do you I, think? I'm, I think I understand that maybe the thought process behind there is because you don't want to get one guy just against the second string guys and then one guy just against the third stringers. You want to, okay, if he can, if he's going to look maybe a little rocky against the second stringers, let's take him out, let's get Mannion in, and then let's throw him in against the third stringers. If he lights it up, maybe it's just, you know, we just got to look at what those guys were doing that the third stringers weren't, and then we elevate and we work, and then now we take that next step in the uh, developmental tree. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you don't want to just, you, you can't load up on just sides. When you go to the dinner table, you know, you can't just get potato salad. If there's mac and cheese and mashed potatoes, you know. I no, could, but you, I, you need that turkey <laughs> leg, too, at the end of the day. Yeah, so that's you know, very true. You don't really like bone-in meat. I'm going to admit that publicly right now. I'm, I'm a center-cut kind of man. Okay. We can discuss that later. <laughs> yeah, I'm we sorry. Gotta, that, we got to say that, that for another conversation. Opening. I'm sorry. I almost turned off the broadcast. Oh I almost gosh. turned us off. But. Uh, I'll just turn my mic off for a second. Please continue, AJ. <laughs> um, yeah, no, baby. <laughs> Jeez, basically what I was saying is just, you know, you want to make sure that everybody's getting a little bit of action, and it's the first action they're going to see, that it's not against, you know, the, the other guys in purple and white. So uh, going out there and seeing better showings than what I've read about and seen clips of from training camp, which not a lot of clips just because of the whole uh, low media ask yeah. by the Vikings. but. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but no, yeah, I I think uh, Kellen Mond. If I had to make a decision right now for Week One, I think Kellen Mond is my QB two, and I I'm changing from last week. And this is this is the thing that people are gonna people always get riled up about in just sports media because it's like, well, you said this and you said this take on <laughs> January 11th yeah. of 2004, and so you can no guys, you can change your mind. I've 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 looked at some stuff and I've reevaluated. I. I knew what Sh- I still know what Sean Mannion is, but I've seen a little bit better of uh, of Kellen Mond, and I, I think I'm ready. I'm ready to roll him out, and this is going to be a very brash assessment. I, I want to say, but if he keeps this, I will. How about this? Let me let me rephrase this. I want to see more of this the rest of the preseason, and if he keeps it up or excels, then he's my QB too. But um, it, I guess if I did have to make a right now decision, it's probably still Sean Mannion. Okay. Uh, so me personally, I was looking for a couple of players, and I don't know. First off, Chris Reed didn't play. I was kind of shocked that he didn't play. Yeah, you mentioned that to um, me. Yeah, yeah I was shocked ago. that he didn't play, especially if they're potentially, you know, giving him reps at the center position. You would think that he needs as many reps as possible, especially in the preseason. That's what it's for. So I was shocked that he didn't play, but maybe they're withholding him, making sure he stays healthy to come into the season. I'll healthy. take a look to see if he maybe popped up on an injury report here. I didn't. Uh, frankly, I didn't see what it was before the Raiders game. Yeah, I, we're the, pretty dang healthy as is. There haven't really been any. I mean, we'll see what the Chris Reed situation is, but there haven't been any like significant injuries that have popped up over the last week. It's exactly. great that we got through that first game without anything happening because mm-hmm. I think the Buccaneers, uh, their center that was going to take over for Ryan Jensen, who went down, I think he went down with an injury too. So tough. now I think they're down to like their third string. They that should is probably, tough. you know. Call J.C. Treader and his dad and get him on the phone or something. something. They're going to have to do something. Brady is 45. He can't take too many hits back there right now. He's so old. Um, but, yeah, he didn't play. And uh, Andrew Booth Jr. and Lewis Seen, they just didn't really stand out to me. They didn't really make any big-time plays that had me like, ooh, okay, this is what I was looking for. <laughs> so it was kind of just like, you know, a regular, regular game. Um, I mean, they did okay, but it was nothing noteworthy. Um, but the quarterback play, I'm glad you guys said it. I'm so <laughs> glad you guys said it because I was thinking the same exact thing. And it goes back to what I was saying last week to you, AJ, when it comes to 
the mobility. I feel like that is a huge factor, especially if you're coming in for a guy like Kirk Cousins. You don't know how to necessarily game plan for a guy like Kellen Mott. Now, one thing we also have to think about is, yes, he was 9 of 14. He had two touchdowns. He had some terrible throws. And he had some pretty decent throws. He made mm-hmm. a couple of plays. But we have to also keep in mind that there's no Justin Jefferson on the field. There's no Adam Thielen on the field. There's no Irv Smith Jr. on the field. Like, these guys are not on the field right now. So, mm-hmm. My assumption is that he's going to look even better with those options on the field. Now, obviously, you know, the defense isn't player their first-string guys and second-string guys. I understand that aspect of it. But I expect him to look even better than how he looked in his preseason matchup with better weapons and, and better options to throw the football to on the field. Even Dalvin Cook in the backfield to hand the ball off to, maybe run some screens. Um, so for the for the most part, I liked what I saw. I did have a separate conversation with Jason where I watched it once and I was like, eh. Nothing really, you didn't really stand out. And then I looked at the stat sheet and was like, wait a minute. I know, right? Wait a it's, minute. It's, it's like, kind of deceiving. Like, yeah. you just, because, like, speaking of, like, I, the one, like, scrambling play that Mond had was the one that he threw at the back of the end zone. And he Terrible. had, um, I forget his first name, the Jackson wide receiver. I forget his first name. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, this is just a casual football observer talking. I don't really know. X's and O's too crazy. But when I see guys like Lamar or Kyler or even like vintage Russell Wilson, like, sure, like they are scrambling and they are running for their lives, but there's a level of control they still have. And it just looks like that. And it's, I think it's just a composure thing. And sure, Kellen Mond is super young, but when I was seeing him like scramble around, like running for his life, it didn't really look all that composed. He's still, I kind of get the criticism where people are kind of like, you know, saying he's got like a hitch in his throw or something. Mm-hmm. I've noticed, and I, again, I don't know if this makes a damn difference or not. I don't know if I'm actually right on this or anything. He holds the ball really close up to his chin. Mm-hmm. Like the cone of the ball is like dang near like up to his face mask and stuff. And like, I don't know. I swear, like most quarterbacks, even like when I see Kirk Cousins, I feel like the ball is just a little bit lower, maybe mm-hmm. more like where the Kirk NFL is logo like kind is of right on the, of the chest kind of yeah, thing. Like, yeah. And again, I don't know if that actually matters or not, but I just I notice that as a casual observer, I'm noticing that again. I don't know if it makes a difference or not, but I've heard plenty that Kellen Mond has a little bit just too much of a, you know, robotic form to his uh, mechanics and. You know, I didn't really see it in the throws himself. I thought he throwed some really good balls. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like just just the scrambling, I think, I mean, again, he's young and he didn't get a lot of experience last year. It kind of was just put on a shelf and just be like, all right, we'll see you later until Mike Zimmer is out of here. Right. And so he, he's definitely got to like take more reps. And but I just I need to see a little bit more con- control. Well, I when, think when it comes to yeah. when it comes to the control, when you bring up like Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray and vintage uh, Russell Wilson. Those guys are very decisive of what they're going to do with the football. Like when they take off and run or scramble or, or or buy themselves extra time within the pocket, they still know what they're going to do. They're they're still of the mindset of I'm still going to throw the ball downfield, so I'm running to get to give myself enough space to to throw the football downfield. Or in the case of like Lamar Jackson. I'm scrambling out of the pocket and I'm running. This is the decision I'm making. Kellen Mott is still in that in that in that situation or still in the thought process of. The, cap, the 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 pocket has collapsed, and now I'm trying to figure out, okay, I don't know what I'm doing next. Is somebody going to get open? No. Nobody, okay, I guess I'm going to run. Oh, wait, somebody's open. Oh, I'm going to throw. Oh, wait, wait. Right. Like, he's still trying to, like, figure that stuff out. And I think a lot of that comes with time. But I got to be honest with you guys. I know people like Mannion, but, like, I like I think he's a vet. I understand he's a vet. So, yeah. He's been there, done that. But 
he's he's bad. He he's 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 really bad. Ouch. And 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 this is the thing. Ouch. Kellen Mod isn't amazing, <laughs> but I would just say he's not good. Eighteen of twelve. 79 yards. Come on. I mean, it's, it's just, you, when you when you watch him, though, it's like I, I, yeah, I feel more not, confident. And I, I feel more confident in Kellen Mod's unpredictability and his mobility in, in, a, in a situation where you have to spring him in because Kirk is going to stay healthy most of the season. More, uh, more than likely. More than knock likely. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Oh. But most, in most cases, he's healthy. Now, COVID has changed things up a bit. Let's hope that but, got out of the way in the preseason, by the way. Exactly. That doesn't come up again. But, that would be annoying. It would be more of a case if you told me, okay, Charmaine is coming in. Kirk is out six games. Charmaine has to come in and ride this ship for six games. Okay. But like on like one to two games, I'd rather have... Kellen Mott out there just because, and I would make the decision last minute too. I wouldn't leak any information until like it's a game time decision who's going to be the backup quarterback coming in for Kirk, just so that teams cannot game plan for what's to come. And then the offense looks completely different with Kellen Mott because he has the mobility factor. It's going to look similar if you throw Charmaine in there because he's not Kirk, but his play style is similar to Kirk's. Kellen Mott is the complete opposite. Yeah, the abs- complete opposite. Absolutely. And honestly, I'm going to disagree with you in, in saying that Sean Manning is is bad as a starter yeah he's bad but as a backup he's serviceable which is a polite way of saying not great um <laughs> he's but, bad just say he's no no bad. But no but no he's, he's not he's no, not he, he, he can go in there and he can do the job it's not going to be the best job but you know if, if, if you're a manager at like a JC Penney's mm-hmm. he's going to go and he's going to hold t-shirts and he's going to point the guy and hey, sir, the jeans are over there. It's a great story. But he's not yeah. going to he's not going to mop up the puke from the kid that oh. you know was tagging along with the mom. He, oh. He's going to say, eh, I'll let one of the bigger guys maybe what would take you, care of that. Guess, but uh, he's going to do he's going to do the job and get the paycheck. And I think he does it well enough as a backup. But I I do agree it is a new dimension for the Vikings offense to have a mobile guy back there who is able to come in if needed or even if you want to just swing him out there for a snap or two to really get the defense on their toes whatever you want to do um I, like i said i would like to see kellen mon develop and just flat out win the backup qb job because mm-hmm. then that allows him to be a little more comfortable and think about and jason you said this too he was like on the shelf last year so to go out there have a, over 100 yards two touchdowns you're getting the 130.7 passer rating or whatever it was i mean He's able to go to the sideline, and I'm sure Kevin O'Connell is right there. Hey, man, great job. We got a guy. Yeah. You're really slinging it out he's there. actually yeah. talking to him. He's, His head coach is talking to him. He's getting that him. positive reaffirmation that yeah. he has not gotten since being drafted by the Vikings right. with Mike Zimmer. Yeah. So, like, this is the first time I'd have to imagine that he's once felt appreciated in the QB room since becoming an NFL player. Mm-hmm. That's got to be worth something. It definitely helps him for sure as a young player. Yeah. It's something. It's something that he's needed as a young player for sure. Yeah, and think. I mean, we're all maybe what a year or two apart from like older than him. Yeah. So we're in that generation of. I, I don't know about you guys. I like when I get a little like I don't like it all the time. I I don't I I I very I appreciate like the slight compliment every once in AJ, a while. AJ, you're doing great, man. But man, see, you're just even, doing an awesome that, job. That's, see, that's too much. I just want like a in passing. You hey, too, artist. Hey, nice job. Appreciate it. Appreciate hey, nice awesome. job. Pat on the shoulder. But I do appreciate that every once in a while, just to know. 
hey, I'm, I am doing it all right. I don't want you to sit down and like write me a card and like, dear AJ. Oh, I'll put that away <laughs> then. I really Dang appreciate it. it. No, I don't want. Gosh, I don't want that. I work so hard on that. I want to slap on the arm. You're killing it out there, kid. And <laughs> then go, and, and then you send me on your way. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. You know, even yeah. even if you give me a little, hey, you're looking good, but. Insert criticism here. <laughs> but. I was I was listening to Phil the other day before I transitioned to the next question. I want to ask you guys because it's also QB related. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to Phil list a bunch of backup quarterbacks in the league. And he brought up Mitchell Trubisky. And he brought up Tyrod Taylor. And he brought up uh, Nick Foles and Joe Flacco. And he was like, they're at this tier. And I was thinking to myself, out of the two, who is closer to that tier? And the first person I thought of was Kelly Mott. Because yeah. when I think of Sean Mayan, I don't, I don't, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I haven't watched enough of Sean Mayan, but I just feel like his game is, it's, it's going to be 10 times easier to <laughs> game plan for him than a guy like Mod. But I did want to ask you guys, mm-hmm. are we comfortable with these two quarterbacks or should we still look to go grab another quarterback in free agency? I'm not sold yet. I'm I'm not sold yet. I'm willing to give Mon more chances here for the next two games. And and again, um, I I brought this up last week. I was kind of wondering what the rest schedule would be for most of these teams, and it was kind of all over the place for everybody. Like Patrick Mahomes was playing for the Chiefs, but Derek Carr wasn't playing for the Raiders. You yeah. know what I mean? So like that seems to vary. So I don't think team to and I, you know what I bet Kirk would have played. He may have all the offensive line, all the f- offensive line and starters were out there. So I think he would have gotten a couple reps. I don't think Thielen or Jefferson would have played, though. I think Kirk would have maybe gotten a series or two. Um, but I was actually going to ponder as a, a, a similar question to you, Artis. I was going to ask us, like, okay, so as it currently stands right now after one preseason game, if Kirk goes down right now, who would be we more comfortable with? Mond, Mannion, or a free agent? Like, Terod Taylor, or I think Blaine Gabbert's out there. Is Nick Foles still on a roster I think- somewhere? Or is don't, he a free agent? I'm looking at Google. It's, Google's not right about a lot of things when you just Google things generally. It I says he's on the Colts. I don't know. I was just going to say, yeah, I think don't quote me on it, uh, but now you can because you found it on Google. Can't, he's no, the, no, no. Can't I thought Google. he was the backup right now for Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. Okay. Um, that actually is a good situation. Well, no, they have. Jac- Wait, where's Jacoby Brissett now? Jacoby, I think he's in Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. That's, yeah, that's right. He's actually going to get plenty of playing time, yes, most he is. likely. Yes, he is. Cam Newton's out there, by the way, too. But I don't think he would really want to be a backup quarterback. I don't think he's all that interested. I think Cam is just – and I, I threw this name out here last year to Vikings fans, and they shot me down. No, no, we don't need Cam. No, We'll no, shoot you down again if no. you say so. But, but I mean <laughs> – if the Vikings went out and Cam was willing to play the backup role, which I don't think he's opposed to at this point in time in his career, I wouldn't mind seeing I would rather see Cam out there than Mod or Cam. Cousins and Cam Newton in the same quarterback room. That I would want be I would want hard knocks here in an instant. Yeah. That, that hard would, knocks middle of the season, which didn't they do something like that once? Didn't hard knocks do like a mid like a middle of the season thing? Or am I just making that up? It was up? a I remember Amazon did a all That's or nothing Carolina Panthers. That's what it was. That's okay. thank you. Yeah. Thank um, you. I like the idea. I just don't know because I know Cam. The whole thing. Remember, I don't know the whole thing about him when he came into the league was you had to simplify uh, simplify the offense almost as much as possible for him. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, and I as Jason said, I'm not a huge X's and O's guy, but it seems like we're doing arithmetic on a whole new level with this Kevin O'Connell system because. Most receivers within the Vikings core have said, 
this is tough. Yeah. There's a learning Good. curve for sure. And like even Adam Thielen, he he's like, I'm a vet, but this is uh I'm I'm looking at stuff a little bit more this offseason than ever before. So um to have to say that Cam Newton would come in here and like immediately pick it up like it's nothing. Whoa. I'm not saying he couldn't. I'm just saying I wonder what his body is like yeah, right I now. Would, I wouldn't go that far. My bad, no. bro. I'm saying I wouldn't go that far. I was oh, just okay, saying okay, I would, okay, I would okay, rather. Okay. Yeah, I, I, nobody who's. I don't think anybody's gonna pick this up. Even the starters, even Kirk, within the first couple weeks of the season. I think it's like you said. I think the system is gonna be a little too complex, a little too new. Yeah, and it's their first year in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just saying, and I'll shoot it back to you, AJ. I was just saying I would rather see. I would have more confidence in a game with Cam out there than Kellen Mod or Mannion. That's I would have a little more. I know, and I know Cam is not the guy he used to be. Absolutely. He's not what he used to be. But I'm just saying I would have more yeah. confidence. Okay, they might win this game. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, his body might just be a shell of itself at this point. I mean, he's been he he's taken a beating throughout his career. To simplify that offense, he had to run a lot. He str- and, and he, he struggled. Uh, yeah, he struggled with the Pats offense. That shoulder. Too for a that, while. Sh- that shoulder started getting. I know that shoulder. I think has been his biggest ailment and stuff. Um, but yes. but right now though, to be honest, like again, I was confident in Kellen Mond against the Raiders in this game where I don't want to go out and sign a free agent quarterback right now. I know like things could change. He could get worse and that's a ticking time bomb because, you know, these free agent quarterbacks could be swooped up by any other teams and you might be left with scraps in the end if you do need somebody. But I'm confident right now with what I saw. And again, I'm, I'm not here knowing in depth about how many starters the Raiders played or how good, you know, their second teamers and the third teamers are, you know, I don't know how much depth they actually have on defense. And so I just got to take it for what it is. It's one game. It is one game. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty darn good game. But again, we, we talked about that eye test. There's still just something that Missing. just needs to be improved. And again, the stats can, you know, paint a little bit of a false picture sometimes. Um, but in other stats, you know, I, I'm actually looking at the pro football focus grades right now. Um, Kellen Mond was the fifth highest Viking on offense the whole game. Yeah. 84.8. After that, or above him was Myron Mitchell. Ed Ingram, by the way. He was uh, balling. I think we need to talk about him a little bit because that dude may start week one. And I don't think a lot of people expected that. Granted, he's a second round pick. So, like, you do expect a second round pick, especially on the O line, to pan out eventually. But when a rookie O lineman, especially one that's not a first round pick, starts making some noise in camp, that's 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 good news. Especially because let's let's not pretend that like Jesse Davis and Chris Reed are like the next line of right guard promise for the Minnesota Vikings, right? They're kind of just here to maybe be like band-aids and stop gaps. Like they're not long-term options. Yeah. Uh, Ed Ingram is definitely a, a long-term option. That's a second round pick. That's a huge investment. And considering Wyatt Davis is nowhere to be found right now, he's going to get cut. I mean, he, he, I, I don't think, I mean, I don't think he had a terrible game grade wise or anything stats wise, but mm-hmm. like kind of still a nondescript player at this point. He didn't even notice why Davis was even out there. And dude, that's a third round pick. He's that's from, not even that's that's not even two years old. From what I saw, he 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 struggled a little bit out there. Yeah, he was struggling a bit. Yeah, David, Davis struggled. <laughs> yeah. I think he played um, the first like two series um, before being replaced by Ingram, who I think had like oh. I'm talking about Wyatt Davis, not Jesse. Jesse Davis Sorry. did struggle, gotcha, but gotcha, but like gotcha. but like Wyatt, Wyatt struggled Davis, too, though, right? Um, I mean, he didn't have one of. I'm looking at the PFF grades again. The lowest ones. He's not a bottom top five. Okay. Sean Mannion actually was though with a 53.2. So again, if you wanna 
If you want to look at the stats, Mondo Vermanian, <laughs> at least for this first game. But again, that's what a second and third preseason games are for. Yeah. So we can formulate more more about what we think about all and of those combined practices will tell us a lot as well yeah i'm curious how the joint practices go because yeah. i know that's not like a usual yearly thing for every team sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't um so it'll be fun that the niners are in town i guess yeah i'm sure there's a lot of niners fans just like around the country and stuff because that's like one of the more dynastic nfl franchises i bet you'll get a few showing up at tcl i would be shocked yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. How did you guys feel about the running backs? Oh my gosh, let's talk about the running backs because they oh. are absolutely juiced in the running backs depth chart. Yeah. Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, Ty Chandler. Mm. Run it back mm-hmm. every week. <laughs> I want I want to murder the, the defense with the run game because they are you you have so much depth. Yeah. Madison, we've talked about Madison. He's insanely good for a backup. He would start on a lot of a lot of teams as the RB1. Yeah. Ty Chandler probably would be RB2 on most teams. Yes. After that yes. game, he averaged 10 yards and per it, carry. Arguably, it's a very small sample size, but he looked, he looked great. Good. He looked good. Yes. Like, I don't know. I like, test. Some, I test. Sometimes you can, yeah. yeah, and again, what do I know? But, like, <laughs> it just seemed like he was hitting those holes hard. He had conviction when he ran. It just looked, it looked authoritative. Like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do my thing. And, I mean, I, I really hadn't heard too much buzz about Ty Chandler having a pretty dang good camp or anything like that. Um, and, yeah, he was beyond impressive. And it, it kind of overshadowed Kanea Wangu a little bit, too. Um, yeah. He was I, – I complained the podcast before about how Mike Zimmer only used Kanea Wangu, like, right up the gut, right? HB dives, you know? <laughs> right. Naturally, it looked like he was doing a lot in this game, and it was working really well. Right. So, you know, I was looking for some halfback sprints. I was looking to get out on the edges with him, but, like, maybe with a different offensive line and a more offensive, philosophical approach to this whole thing, maybe, you know, Kanae Wongu right up the gut is A-OK with uh, with everyone. So, man, fine I, by me, it worked. Yeah, man, I loved what I saw as well, and I'm so, oh, my gosh. I know we really didn't get a taste of what Kevin O'Connell is going to do offensively, but I'm so interested in seeing how he's going to use these running backs in that offense because I know it's going to be a pass-happy offense, but, I mean, you could open up the screen game. You could hit them on the flats, good checkdowns. I mean, these guys can get the ball in open space, and they can make moves. Mm. So I'm really – I'm looking forward to it. I've heard a lot of people, and I'm throwing this out there because I want to bring it up. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people, I think me and you actually talked about this um, last time we spoke, me and Jason. Um, a lot of people were like, well, you know, I wouldn't mind uh, um, uh, moving on at the running back position from Dalvin Cook and, you know, springing these, one of these young guys in. And, like, in the moment, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't mind. But then I went home and I'm like, uh, I, depth is I, juicy. I that that a, depth is juicy. It is. It it, it is. And running but back is a volatile position, man. That is care, very true. I don't care how healthy you've been. If you are running back, it can happen at any time, man. You are the most banged up football player out there. That is very true. Uh-huh. My thing though is, Dalvin Cook is one of the best backs in the league. Indeed. And I don't want to ride him till he's like pretty much done. I don't want to go that far. But I do want to see him a couple years in this offense with Kevin O'Connell. Because, yeah. I, I'm, like I said, I'm curious to see how, how he runs this offense with the running backs. I feel like he can really open things up for Dalvin Cook in ways where Dalvin Cook hasn't had these amount of opportunities before in his career. Mm-hmm. And we can see 
maybe the best ver- and it's crazy to say that because he's had some great years, but maybe the best version of Dalvin Cook is yet to come. And I'm not sure if we see that version of him, I'd be ready to just move. I, I just I it's it will be hard for me to move on from that. If he has a pedestrian to kind of average Dalvin, like if he doesn't like pave ground in any new way or like declines a little bit, then I yeah. think it'll be easier. But here's the thing. Here's the predicament you're in. Like, if Ty Chandler and Kanae Wongu keep showing out in these preseason games and at joint practice, it actually makes a lot of sense to trade Alexander Madison now because he's going to be an unrestricted Not free asked. agent. That's very true. Um, if, you know, if somebody has a Baltimore Ravens situation the last year where their entire running back core just goes down in like a matter of a week and screws over literally every fantasy player. I had J.K. Dobbins, gosh darn it. I had, who was, uh, who was, the, who was the backup? I can't think uh, Gus, of his name. Gus Edwards? Gus Edwards? I had Gus Edwards. Yeah. And he went and, down. And I think there was another guy too. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a disaster for Baltimore last year. That can happen, obviously. That was like a worst case scenario. That's Oppenheimer nuclear kind of a thing. Like that's, that's terrible. But you know, I'm not going to be too surprised if, you know, again, but, you know, NFL teams, I think, are really safe about playing running backs, especially the prize ones in the preseason. So, you know, it's not like Christian McCaffrey is going to be getting any reps for the Panthers or anything like that. So it, it would take if if a big like if a starting running back were to go down, it would be in practice. Right. It, it right. would be like probably a non-contact kind of injury or something like that. Very well could happen. We still got a couple of weeks till the season's coming up. So if. Something like that happens if, especially one of the more contending teams, I prefer it to be an AFC team. I don't like trading, especially this close in the season into the NFC. That's just me, especially if you plan on having a competitive team, which the Vikings apparently plan to do. They gave Kirk Cousins an extension. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll just we'll just have to wait and see. I don't I don't want to trade him. I, lo- I like that depth. I, I want that depth, man. Um and maybe you can work them all in yeah. into the offense yeah. so that you can preserve Dalvin Cook yeah. a little longer, or it, even Alexander Madison a little longer. Right. So, and uh, yeah, I mean, and if these guys keep showing out, I mean, you could rest up Dalvin Cook pretty dang good. And, uh, you know, the more the merrier. I mean, he's 27 years old. That's it's getting up there for a running back. He is getting up there. So, but yeah, it was it was really promising. And hopefully uh, they play they play the Niners, right? Joint practice Niners, and then they play the Niners, right? I believe so. I believe that would, so. That makes too much sense, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, I'm pretty that. sure they do. Nice. Twins are winning, by the way. I mean, Yeah, August uh, 20th. So, actually, this coming Saturday. Oh, good. Mm. I, I like Saturday games. Yeah. 6 like, p.m. That'll be nice. Yeah. I Will like, we like see that. Kirk? Is he yes. is he coming back? I think so now. Okay. Especially he's back in the facilities yeah. today. He'll be. Okay. I, he's going to take some reps. I think for sure this, mm-hmm. this this weekend, barring any interruptions. But yeah, I would I would say he's on the field Saturday for sure. So would you guys give the starters a couple possessions, a quarter, a half? That's just it. I don't know. Mm. Is this like the old third preseason game of old, where you use the last preseason game to let all the second and third teamers play? Or are you going to get the most of the run in this game against the Niners? Um, it, I don't know. I mean, does is there more of an advantage to play less or more because you're playing against a team that's been doing a joint practice against you all week? Like, you're going to be showing the Niners a lot that's at practice. True. So, like, how much more do you want to show them in the game? And that's I don't, very true. I, I don't believe the Niners and the Vikings play later on in the schedule. So I don't think it, like, ultimately matters or anything like unless that, they meet in the playoffs but they still get the film i mean they still uh, got the film that's and true. like that's 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 film, a whole that, season that can work. circulate throughout the league so very true very um, true i again i i am still i think 
fans and the league itself are still trying to figure out what exactly they're doing at these preseason games of how much they're going to play starters, how much they're not going to play starters. And with a guy in his first year of this system trying to get everything going, I think that only adds another layer of unpredictability to the whole thing. So, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he's going to be coy about it in like press conferences and practice too. I'm sure we're not going to know until like day game time or the day before or something. I will, I will, we'll I, will I will give the starters a nice little run. I will give them a nice run. I would um, too. I would probably I wouldn't play them for a whole quarter, but I might play them for two, three. I'll leave it at three possessions. Yeah, well, I'll probably it, give them yeah. three possessions just to kind of get a feel. A lot of them, most I don't think any of them besides the offensive line played um, in this past preseason game, and I think it's just time for them to get out there. I don't think I would start any of them in the third game. But for this second game, because I would like to rest everybody for the third game and get everybody ready for the season. Um, But for this second game, I think if there was a time to play them, the time will be now. Um, Give Kirk some run. Um, You know, after you, I don't know if you guys have had COVID, but after you, I've had it in the past. And after you have COVID, it takes you a little bit of time to get back in the groove of things physically. And I wasn't in the best of shape. So, (laughs) Mm. I mean, I'm speaking for myself here. But um, I've heard also it impacts athletes the same way. It takes a while. You know, Cam Newton was talking about him earlier was talking about how his his mind was foggy and everything was off for a while for him for the next couple of weeks. And yeah. so I think now would be a good time to get Kirk out there um, and um get the rest of the starters out there at least for a couple couple of possessions. Yeah, who was um, it last year? It was I think uh I think he's on the Bears or the Jets, one of those two teams, Dakota Dozier. He was like in the hospital for mm-hmm. like damn near most of the preseason and that, and he is a big old offensive lineman. Yeah. And he and it screwed him up for a while. Um yeah. I I think he I only really think he played at all it's i don't think he made an appearance in the regular season or anything i think it was just a practice squad guy but uh yeah I mean, it messes with you man it messes with you hopefully kirk I, I mean now that kirk's back i mean it looks like he's doing okay yeah okay, okay. hopefully he is doing okay right right, that's right what that's what matters most is the guy's health so. exactly yeah. aj what do you think would you run the starters out there the second uh preseason game yeah i well maybe not all of them because mm-hmm. i no J- no skill but i don't want delvin i don't want jj i don't no. want Thielen. i'll be honest with but you but you just want kirk out there? Yeah. I'd be I fine with, if, if you throw out the offensive line starters. I'd be fine with the main, like, going all out for one possession, but you're doing, like, six to eight plays max. Mm. It's and just I, a series, right? For sure. I, at max, I just right? want one series. Okay. Switch it out. Right. I want, you know Kirk, I I want Kirk. I want to see at least two of Kirk personally. Okay. Um, but yeah, JJ mm-hmm. Cook Thielen. Um, I want them one series. One, as soon as they touch the sideline again, they're staying there. <laughs> Stay there. Like yeah. if you go out of bounds on the first run play down, yes. and you're not going back in the game. Yeah. The, Two yards and nobody touches you. I don't care. Get your butt on the bench. The one guy I'm a little nervous about is uh, it's like when it comes to running the starters out there is Adam Thielen because he has a lot of injury history and he's a little older. But yeah. I don't know. I I would probably run JJ out there. Um, okay. maybe, maybe not Dalvin Cook. Now that I think about it, I might sit Dalvin Cook um, and and throw one of the other running backs out there. Yeah. Maybe Alexander Madison. Um, but I I would want to run a good amount of starters because they gotta. <laughs> and you don't want to expose expose it in preseason, but run a couple of those plays from that offense that y'all learning. You know the fans want to see it, and you guys have to learn it anyway, right? So <laughs> I mean, hey, fair. I mean, why not? That's how I look at it. Why not? Yeah, you know what I mean. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Um, how'd you guys think about uh, Kirk's ranking on the NFL Top 100 list? You guys see that? 99. 99. Right? Mr. 99 problems, but uh, you know what? Ain't one. Uh, <laughs> that is behind Mac Jones and Derek Carr. 
I there feel about that. As much shade as I and others have thrown at Kirk. I had to put the emphasis on the others because people just like, it's you. No, it's not just me. It's not the others. I refuse to throw names out there. I won't won't do that to anybody. I won't be be that guy. Um, You're good, man. um, There are not 98 (laughs) players in the league better than Kirk Cousins. I think that's crazy. Mac Jones in there? No. Over Kirk? No. I I just, I don't know. I, I, I think that's, Blasphemy, in all honesty, I think <laughs> wow. I think that I think that is up there right with the bad matting ranking at like what what was he like an eighty on Madden now? Um, I <laughs> think like it's that, right. Yeah. yeah, I think it's right there. I think both of them are the same level of blasphemy. It's just like what, what the disrespect, but it does show me what the rest of the league thinks about Kirk Cousins. I mean, that's what it does show me. You know, it's not just the Madden developers. It's actual players, GMs, coaches that actually are like, ah, oh, no, he's about 99. And I think that's interesting to say the least. I mean, the guy, what, I don't have the stats right in front of me, but I know he threw for over like 4,000 yards, 33 touchdowns, I want to say, something like that. Seven Kirk has always put up good I numbers. Mean, the numbers are there, but yeah. I think I think those numbers, at the very least, are good enough to get you 80 75, yeah. I, would, I would think. Even, I, even if yeah. you're just getting the numbers, I think that's good enough to get you in the top 80. Did they but re- to be 99 is crazy. Did they release the other 50 yet? Uh, Not the not the like I'm 52. Ch- I'm trying to think uh, of other Vikings one, that would make that list. 100 through 51 is there. Um, okay. Where's I mean, JJ? JJ? JJ's got to be. He's, he's top 50. He's got oh, to well, be top 50. for sure, but yeah. like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think like top twenty five. Oh, he top 15? Ooh, that's gonna be tough because it's I mean, so is many he positions. the top wide receiver? I don't think he'll be the top wide receiver, but he'll be top. He's probably three, gonna be maybe. He's pro- yeah, he's he's probably gonna be top three receiver. Probably uh, okay. probably behind um, uh, Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup. I would assume. What other Vikings would be on that list? Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith. Maybe. I'm sorry. Ryan O'Neal. Maybe. Maybe. Dalvin for sure. Dalvin, yeah, for sure. Dalvin's gonna be top um, fifty. I always forget about Dalvin. Uh, is Thielen was he in the top in the he like fifty to hundred? He wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah. Okay, so and he if he's might not, not there, get, I don't think he'll be. No. Yeah, he might not. No, no not, not at this point. He's not top fifty player anymore. You Maybe at my, one point. You know my favorite part about, and I just I'm just noticing this because I am looking at it now. Um, so <laughs> Kyle Jusic, the yeah. fullback, he was higher than Kirk last year. He was He's a good fullback. He, he's a great fullback. He, he dropped three spots to 100. Kirk is just they don't that maybe and maybe I don't know last year's thing, but yeah. it, he doesn't have like a he moved up however many spots or he moved down. It, it says just, like not ranked. It just right? says not, NA. Yeah, yeah, like because he because he wasn't on the list last year. That's hilarious. Come on, hey yeah. fullbacks, like, man. Kirk Kirk is <laughs> Kirk fullbacks. Isn't, he's not like a top whatever quarterback, but. He's better than Kyle Jusic. He's more valuable than oh. Kyle Jusic. Oh, Kyle Jusic right at the line, though. Oh, he is such a good. Oh, my God. You can just pound it right up the gut. Or he can go on the flat. He can catch passes, too. Kyle Juszczyk, he was awesome in Baltimore. He's pretty dang good on the Niners now, too. I like me some Kyle Juszczyk. Seriously, in Madden. No. Artis, you're a Madden man. Yes, I am. If you play with the Niners, I'm telling you, every goal line. Just hand it off to you, check man. Touchdown. It's Lorenzo Neal. It's I, it's uh, who's who, uh, 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 Mike Allstott. Yeah, the yeah, Packers. Oh, Jim Kleinsaucer, though. He's that's my all-time favorite Viking fullback, Jimmy Kleinsaucer. Oh, yeah. It's a perfect <laughs> yeah. name for a fullback, Kleinsaucer. I did, Guy's a badass. I did two scrolls, and I can tell everybody that listens to this that is why you don't need to pay any attention to this whatsoever. Because that is it's, so uh, stupid. It's worse clickbait than that's, score north. That's terrible. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it doesn't matter. It's just something for I know, people and like us to talk. I about. know it's Here a discussion point, but I'll tell you, don't take that with a grain of salt because that is awful. <laughs> yeah, that is awful. And I feel like you uh, know, a lot of times it's hard. I feel like they try to not show favoritism towards the quarterbacks and rank them above other players at other positions because we all know the quarterback position is the most important position in football. In sports, so, yeah, yeah, in I sports, in all sports, in all the sports. So it's just like you know, I know they try not to show favoritism, but yeah, having a fullback there. Is it's tough. It's tough. I mean, you can play a whole game without a fullback. Speak for yourself. <laughs> That's just so say bad. that to say that to CJ Ham's face. And this is and he's a good one. He's one of the better ones in the is. league. This he is, is NFL from Duluth. He's a local. Cast their he's votes. A local. I I didn't know that was it was NFL players that are voting for this. Yes. Yes. Oh. The league hates Kirk. Yeah, that, that's that's, un, that's unbelievable. That, that's, that's, you that, may have known that already. That's, that's, that's what I was saying. That's it, funny. It goes to show how not, not people... Not funny in the sense that I agree with it. I'm just saying, like, that is... Yeah. That says something. What it do, says exactly, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'll interpret that later on. But that is... I mean, just laughable. ask yourself, who would you rather hang out with? Matt yeah, Jones or Derek Carr I no or Kirk Cousins? Ca- I don't care about this list. And, Derek, Carr, yeah. Derek Carr would be a cool guy to hang out and with. And it's crazy. It's crazy because people give so much respect to, and I, rightfully so, mm-hmm. they give so much respect to the players and their opinions because they are the ones on the field and they are the ones that play. But then when they do stuff like this, it's like, okay, maybe we should reel it back a bit. Because, oh. I mean, 99 is just, I mean, it, hey, I mean, what what what, what can you the say? The NBA does the same thing. Yeah. They, they do the, the association vote and, like, they get the players and the GMs to all, like, vote, like, I remember when uh, Tibbs got hired, everybody was saying, oh, the Timberwolves are the hottest new young thing coming up. And like, yeah, sure. Like, I was projected wise. Yeah, everybody thought that was going to be and I was really turned out to be. And I was done with the Oops, NBA geez. rankings after they this is yeah. way off topic, but done with the NBA rankings when mm-hmm. they had like Kobe Bryant, at like 74th best player in the league. Like I was like, OK, this is I've had enough of this off of social media for the day. I mean, that's just, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. When it comes to a lot of these rankings, I, I tend to disagree yeah. with a lot of them. And this one is just, yeah. it's well, just, well, yeah. Well, Artis, you make sure you finish your TikToks for Score North before you get off social media for the day. Oh, we're, for, we're, oh, we're for counting sure. on you, man. We're, we're counting on you. We hey, need that content. For so sure. Before you put the phone down, you get that out and you let the people know what you got. I'll get it out. You always do. Get it you out. You always do. And log off immediately. That's <laughs> All right. It's done. <laughs> I'm hey, here. Up. I'm All gone. Right. I'm out. Hope you liked it. That's it. That's so, it. Tell your friends. Show your grandma. So, yes. uh, Do you guys mind if we transition to a little baseball talk for at yeah. least a little bit? I, I don't have a ton to say because I feel like I'm going to get a little bit worked up if I talk about the Twins too much because they did not have a good road trip out in L.A. in Anaheim, one and four against the Dodgers and the Angels, and it, one of those games was uh, they they completely blew it. Um, Jorge Lopez blew a save, I believe that was the second game. They did win the first game of that Angels series, but then uh, Emilio Pagan later in the in the tenth uh, or eleventh, just a three two fastball right down the middle, and I forget the batter sent it out to right center, gone mm-hmm. home run, and I just got to say this. I don't know what to do with Emilio Pagan anymore. I, I really don't. I don't have his like updated ERA right in front of me, but I know it's not good. I don't know if it's in the fives now. I know it was in the upper fours. But frankly, I just don't I don't trust this guy unless like the twins are losing ten to one at this point. Like and I I, I don't remember the situation. I don't know if Rocco was just, you know, in a situation you now it's extra inning and sometimes you gotta work with the arms that you got. Because you're in extras, you know you're you're blowing arms fast. You're throughout a, more of a game, and, and so. But at this point, like if the Twins are going to make the postseason, and even though they made a lot of moves to put themselves in that position, 
uh, the Cleveland Guardians just, they just won't go away. They just won't go away. They strip their payroll every year, and they just find a way because their pitching is just so fantastic. It's They have not slowed down, and the White Sox have still just kind of been like just middle of the pack White Sox, never more than three games under 500 or three games over 500, just right there at average. Uh, so I believe the Twins are what, A.J.? Two games back right now. I know that Cleveland did lose today against the Tigers, and we are recording this on Tuesday, August 16th. So that's good news. And the Twins are up, I believe, 6 to nothing on Kansas City as we speak as well. So hopefully Ooh. we'll gain, gain a game back there. But anyway, like, I can't trust Emilio Pagan anymore, AJ and Artis. I just can't. Yeah, two games back right now at the time of recording, 9.17 p.m. Oh, it's getting on late. Tuesday, Jeez. August 16th. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that game against the Angels that went to extras. I know you go to extra innings, you have a guy like Duran in there who can huck it in there at uh, 102 consistently, mm-hmm. but he can only do that for so long. So you got to go to a different arm. Maybe you weigh different options. And how about Byron Buxton laying out for that very impressive <sighs> double up um, on Shohei Otani at first? I <sighs> mean, that's... Which I don't understand why Shohei's running there. You're the home team. You had a, you had runners at the corners. How many outs were there? There was one out. Just one out. Yeah. Why? You runners at the corners with one out. I imagine he's not the best base runner in. The I mean, of, that's a pretty. He's, he's that, a busy guy doing the, a lot but, of things, but, but that's, still no excuse. But that's basic baseball IQ right there. Sure. Yeah. And you have a guy literally two feet to your left, the first base coach, who should tell you that. Mm-hmm. Hey, Shohei, stay on the base. Tag up. There's no, there's no reason that no. That, that game should have ended probably right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for some reason he goes the second round second, and then I don't know how the logistics work there because he didn't really like re round second to go back to first. He just kind of like cut under the bag. So he would have been out no matter what. I don't, I don't think it, so because it, it so, was. So did he touch second? He touched, and then he didn't go back to touch second. So he would have been out it was for clo- that reason. It was close enough, but yeah, he uh, okay. he. It was very bad <laughs> base running by what you know who you could argue is like the most versatile baseball player ever on a terrible um, team. But yeah, and then Taylor Ward goes up there and hits a tank that's to walk it, it off. And yeah. um, no, the Twins. Uh, that's one of those maybe shoulda, coulda, woulda's at the trade deadline. Maybe you get another arm and you don't have to use Pagan. I right wonder there. if they maybe should have gotten a bat, maybe. Because this corner outfielder depth, now that you know Alex Kirilov's out with this injury, I don't know when Trevor Larnick's going to be coming back. Thankfully, Max Kepler's back, so that's good. But Whoa, what? No, Max Kepler being back is not good. <laughs> he is a really good defensive right fielder. He's one of the best in baseball. There's a lot to be desired offensively, I get it. This ain't 2019 Max Kepler. I totally get that. But I actually think defensive rating, He's he's been pretty solid this year and in other years, too. I'm, uh, <laughs> you keep keep talking. I'm gonna, I want to find his monthly monthly splits. Hold on. Okay. Whoa, 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 that right is ahead. not. I, good. I, I know the, he just retired. Like, that is not that, good. Dude, at one any, time, any though, rational Twins fan would tell you that is not good currently. <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, so yeah, I'm. They need to though take care of business with this. Oh, wow. It was a botch play there. Are you watching the game in there too? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes. nice. Um, <laughs> they need to take care of business against Kansas City right now. Looks like they are going to at least win this series by winning this game tonight. They play Texas, another bad team, a team that just fired their manager as well. So really, you know, you don't really know what the clubhouse for them is going to be like. Maybe they're fired up because they feel bad that they got a guy fired or they're even more demoralized because it's been a pretty 
Eh, cruddy season out in Texas. It, it really has, especially after they made some big free agency moves. I think there were some decent expectations uh, down there in Texas. They need to take care of business because they got the Astros right after that. They got some 500 teams with the Giants and the Red Sox after that. And then got to go to New York. Got to go take on the big bad Yankees and the Big Apple, which they mm. haven't been to yet this season. And that's always, always an entertaining endeavor whenever... <laughs> The Minnesota Twins visit Yankee Stadium. It's always fun. In the month of August of the year 2020, Max Kepler currently, <laughs> before tonight, because I don't think it's been updated yet, I'm not sure what he's what his line looks like tonight, he is batting a 3 for 31. Yeah. That's 125. Said- <laughs> he's ba- he weighs 225. He's not even hitting his weight. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's not good. No. Again, I said <laughs> lots tr- left to be desired at the plate, but he's been a decent fielder. I'll just give him that much. He's not a liability in the field, as opposed to him being maybe more of a liability at the plate. So. That's but tough. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to defend him too much. I'm not, I might not even say his name in AJ's presence anymore. Right. There's some there's some feelings about Max Kepler. I don't know. That's tough. So yeah, we'll we'll see what the twi- they they just got to take care of and business. The, and, the, yeah, and, and the thing is, on his it's not it's not like he's getting unlucky either because his BABIP, which for everybody out there is batting average on balls in play, which is like mm-hmm. how hard you hit it and where it's hit and all that stuff based on like it's it's essentially like expected expected points or something like that in other sports. He's it's also one twenty five. So he's just bad right wow. now. Yep. To be desired at the plate. All right, sorry, decent, that was, decent outfielder. That was <laughs> decent fielder. That, that's his rant for the night. That's Terrible his rant. The that's good. That's good. Um, but before I get into, before we wrap up, as we always do with a little MNUFC chatter, because it was a big week for the soccer team and a big week for just soccer here in Minnesota in general with the All Star Game. Uh, round of applause for a hell of a career, Sylvia Fowles. Hell of a career. One of the best, if not the best, center in WNBA history. She's a two-time champion, two-time finals MVP, also a regular season MVP winner as well, eight-time All-Star, three first-team All-WNBAs, four second teams, a four-time Defensive player of the year, obviously, when you're a defensive player of the year, you got a bunch of defensive first and second teams as well. She even went in Europe and like won like four or five leagues over there, too. Like, and that was like before she really before she even came to the links in 2014. She helped solidify those last two championship runs in 15 and 17. And she was the last piece of that dynasty. There is now, I mean, obviously you still got Cheryl Reeve, the coach, and she's going to be there as long as she wants. And she can mm-hmm. be there as long as she wants. She, she can be treated like uh, the Spurs treat Popovich for all I care. Like legacy, legacy, like you stay here as long as you want. And I think she, I think she wants to Cheryl leave seems very keen on growing the WNBA itself. And so I think she wants to like kind of stay and, and keep going with that. But in terms of players, Sylvia Fowles was the last of that four championship dynasty, 11, 13, 15, and 17. Hell of a run, man. Um, her her jersey, number 34, that's going up in the rafters. That's going right next to Lindsay, Lindsay Whalen. That's going right next to Simone Augustus, Rebecca Brunson. Maya Moore will probably get up there at some point. She too. has to. She for has sure. To. Yeah. For sure. Sylvia, I mean, they'll they'll get that up in the rafters damn near. I wouldn't be surprised next season. I really wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked if she's a Hall of Famer, too, going to Naismith. I wouldn't be shocked. She should be. She's had a hell of a career. Um, She's done a lot to continue to grow Minnesota basketball here um, professionally for women and stuff like that. So 
It, it's it, she's 36. Maybe she still had something left in the tank. I think she still put up statistically a pretty darn good season. I think I'm sure she's at the yeah. point where it's like, well, what else could I do? I've done everything. Right. Exactly. I've been an amazing exactly. two way player in basketball. It's like I've done at this point. There's nothing left for me to right. accomplish. Right. What do I have left to prove? Yeah. And unfortunately, the Lynx didn't make the playoffs. They it was it was right to the last day. Didn't make the cut. They. They started off the season really, really cold. Um, Nafisa Collier, their best player, she's been out for most of the season on maternity leave. She was able to come back for at least the last couple of games just to try, try, just to try to make a push for the playoffs. Ultimately unsuccessful, and it ultimately wraps up Sylvia Fowles' fantastic career. So, adios, Sylvia. Thank you so much for just an incredible being career. a champ, being a champ, setting a standard in this town that isn't often matched. Because uh, the Lynx often, are definitely the most winning club in town. There's no doubt about that. And 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 isn't often is saying it kindly. <laughs> isn't often no is saying no, it kindly. Like I'll admit, like I, I, AJ, I don't know like how much you really remember that 2011 at WNBA Finals, but I was so pumped for that because that was the first time any of like my Minnesota teams were like in a championship uh, series. Um, Still haven't seen the Vikings in the Super Bowl. Still waiting for the Twins, the Wild, the Timberwolves, obviously. They have been so close. Uh, Even Minnesota United, the Gophers in several different capacities. Like, I remember just, and I was in high school, so that's like peak sports fandom. Everybody, like, loves sports more than anything else at that time of their life. And so I was, I, I I think I shed a tear. I think I legit shed a tear. I was I don't pretty damn. I was pretty damn pumped for that first championship. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't grow up a huge basketball fan. So mm-hmm. when somebody's like, "Hey, Minnesota's," they're playing for a title. I'm like the Timberwolves, and they were like, "Absolutely not." The Lynx, <laughs> even better. They're like, they're yeah. at, the Lynx are actually really, really good. They're way better than the Timberwolves. And I was like, "All right, let's watch them for sure." And then, yeah, I mean, the dynasty began and continued and. It was a fun time. It was, it was a great time. It was a fun time. Fun era. Next yeah. next up to Timberwolves, maybe. 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 Yeah. Speculation here. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Gobert is in town. Yeah. And I, I think the dates have been circled. I think we know when he gets to play in Utah for the I, first is it, time. Is it? Oh, uh, don't quote me on this, but isn't it open at night? I thought it was. That don't, might again, be don't here. quote me on But that. I think he doesn't go to Utah until December. Don't quote me on that either. Got you. That's what the internet is for. Look it up on your phones. So... Um, how about we transition to a little Loon Lovin'? MNUFC, big, big, just week again, like I said, for soccer overall here in the state of Minnesota, the All-Star game, having the MLS All-Stars take on uh, the Liga MX All-Stars, 2-1 victory for the MLS All-Stars. Uh, Dane St. Clair, goalkeeper for Minnesota United, won the MVP. Uh, I believe he is the third goalkeeper to ever win MVP in the All-Star game. Uh I thought I saw. I thought I read that. I'll take your word for that one. I thought I read that somewhere, which is pretty dang cool. Uh, He did make one really good save. I remember in his. He played about thirty minutes, right, AJ? Give or take, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looked like a good time, good rocking atmosphere. Uh, I I didn't get to go to the game. Um, I know that neither of you gentlemen got to go either, or anything like that. But just it was cool, you know, just to see Minneapolis under the lights. You know, the biggest thing in soccer that day happening. So yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun, and then uh, the two-one win over Nashville. AJ, uh, that was a lot of fun too, especially how that second half uh, really started for him and UFC. That looked like it was going to maybe turn ugly there for a second. Yeah. Well, yeah, they uh, go, <laughs> but they they go ahead and get that first goal in the in the first half, and it was a very impressive. Uh, very impressive goal. I can't remember. I believe it was Kervin Ariaga who intercepts a chip from U.S. Men's International center back, Walker Zimmerman, who is a mainstay on the back line for Nashville. Um, but 
intercepts there. Quick dish over to Reynoso, and Reynoso just does what he does, and he threads a beautiful through ball that hits Fra- uh, Franco Fragapane in stride. They waltz in 1-0. Um, game gets tied eventually in the second half, but then uh, the substitution of Josef Rosales comes on, and to have him be able to play on that left wing replacing Franco Fragapane and just pretty much run rampant, slides it across to Alan Benitez, who... Had some defensive woes that game, but, you know, he specializes more in the offensive play. He nets his, um, I want to say it's his first MLS goal for MNUFC because I believe he did record one in the club friendly against Everton uh, about a month back. But, um, no, I mean, a huge win. They didn't dominate in any sense of the word. They actually were dominated, you can say. They only had like 37% of the possession. Mm -hmm. Dane St. Clair was phenomenal. He made seven stops off the top of my head, but yeah. he he was the man of the match for Minnesota. Wasn't actually the man of the match based on like sofa score ratings. That was uh, Mukhtar for Nashville on the other side of things. But Dane St. Clair was the man for sure in goal, uh, locking things down for Minnesota. Emmanuel Reynoso, to have him back after not having him last week, such I mean, such a breath of fresh air for that Absolutely. offense just because of how easily he's able to create, facilitate, and when even when he's not on the ball, he draws that attention to him so that you can have like uh, Bongi or Fragapane or you can have Luis Amaria make that run deep behind the back line. So uh, it's it's very good to have a guy like that on your side for 90 minutes each and every each and every week. So. There's a reason he's an MVP candidate. Yeah, correct? It, it probably it probably won't be him. Yeah, um, but he's up there, though. He, yeah, he's he, in the conversation. He should, he should be in, in the, the conversation, conversation, but I don't believe it'll be him. So you're saying there's a chance. I can't. I think it's the Austin guy who I can't. Whose yeah. name escapes me right now? But speaking of Austin, matter. speaking of Austin, that's the next game coming up Saturday, yeah. August twentieth, seven p.m. Allianz Field. Head on out there, have a wonderful time. And Go if you're not going to head hall, out there, beer. and if you're not going to head out there, make sure to tune in to mm-hmm. ESPN fifteen hundred yes. AM or on the Score North mobile app or online at scorenorth.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be producing that one on Saturday. Jonathan Harrison and Dan Terhar will be on the call. We'll have pregame for you starting at six thirty that day. Fantastic. All right, uh, it's getting late, gentlemen. Uh, you guys are past your hours here. Uh, you're putting in some extra big. work, and I appreciate that for you. I, I really do. Uh, unless one of you guys wants to cover my overnight shift tonight. No, you got it. Yeah, no. You good. Oh, okay. You good. Had to ask. Had to ask. Uh, Artis, send us home, man. All right. Get your butts out of here. Yes, sir. Pick I am exhausted. Out. It has been a long day, but this has been fun, fellas. Thank you all for tuning in to, to today's episode of Taxi Squad. Don't forget to give us a five star rating on whatever streaming platform you guys are listening to this on. I'm Artis Woods here with Jason Stormer and AJ Fredrickson. We are signing off. Catch you guys next time.